You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a wonderful all-around night in Kansas City for the baseball club. An interesting pregame interview with Ben Charrington as well. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out as well. Pirates 5, Royals 0. Johan Oviedo with a shutout, and it was a thing of beauty. I don't care how lousy the Kansas City lineup is. I don't care that it was a meaningless game between two totally out-of-it teams on a Monday night in Missouri. When you give up, Two hits and two walks over nine innings, 112 pitches. You don't allow a runner to reach second base when you've never in your big league career pitched in the eighth inning at all as a starter. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. Good stuff. And he's a good kid and he's got a bright future. Brian Hayes went four for four. Jihuan Bay with a couple of hits. Andrew McCutcheon. With a key RBI single, nice night. I'm not here to take away from it in any way, shape, or form. Before the game, Ben Charrington agreed to do an interview with the traveling media on hand. And at this point, that's just DK Pittsburgh Sports and the Post-Gazette. That's it. That's all that travels. Alex Stump is there for us, our beat reporter. And Charrington had some things... He seemed to want to get out of his system, and he talked about them. I don't think it was going to be anything that would satisfy the public that's been disappointed by this season, and rightfully so. He talked about the offense and said, we're getting more guys on base. We need to score more runs. He talked about the pitching and the injuries that have largely led 
to only having Oviedo and Mitch Keller left standing in the rotation. And he also addressed emphatically again, but this time really emphatically, Derek Shelton's future in saying that he is absolutely coming back in 2024. And this wasn't one of those dreaded vote of confidence, votes of confidence. It was really, really strong. Shelton's going to be back. Now, Charrington didn't say anything about Oscar Marine, Andy Haynes, anybody else on the coaching staff that has obviously, very, very obviously not done its collective job. But he did say that about Shelton. So what that leads me to believe is that, well, A, Shelton's going to be fine as far as his job status goes for 2024. And that I guess we'll see, you know, I guess we'll see how objective Charrington can really be about his own results. It's saying something here when I share with you that Charrington has that in his DNA. He believes in it, speaks about it, actually agonizes over it. He wants to remain as objectively almost, how do I put this, almost out of touch or distanced emotionally from the results so that he can make what he hopes are the right calls. I heard him from this in a good talk we had up in Milwaukee. It was about two months ago. It was in advance of the draft, and it was about the how and why he doesn't want to you know, follow scouts around or do scouts work for them when it comes to the amateur levels. He didn't want to be chasing Paul Skeens around. He didn't want to be chasing Dylan Cruz around. He wanted the scouts, the, the boots on the ground to, to do the work. And from there, he wanted the analytics people to do their work. And all he wanted for himself in this equation was to be the arbiter at the end, if needed. Turns out it wasn't needed because, from what I understand, the agreement on Skeens was universal. But here we are now, and the GM is faced with a, a different challenge because these are people he hired. These are people in whom he's invested a lot of time, a lot of faith, and then from there, a lot of instruction that's already been disseminated through the system, through an existing set of prospects. That's such a hard, hard plug to pull. I can empathize with that. I really can. If, if you set your structure up so that your pitching coach and your hitting coach are responsible for the philosophies, the approaches, and the practices throughout the system, not just in Pittsburgh. And that's where Marine and Haynes both are. That's the status that they have. Then imagine just saying, hey, let's start all over again. But you want to know something else? Charrington loves Shelton. Everybody loves Shelton. I love Shelton. It's 
an impossibility to not love this guy if you're around him. He's that good. He's that authentic. And when I see a scene like the one last night in Kansas City where Oviedo has Andy Rodriguez come out and literally leap into his arms and right behind that, Oviedo makes eye contact with Shelton and gives him this emphatic handshake as if to say thank you for the opportunity to finish this one off. It's not common, certainly not in this organization, to see a young guy go 112 on the pitch count. But the manager had to make that call. The manager had to make that call. That's not from above. The players legitimately feel strongly about him. And that's also not an easy plug to pull. In fact, I'd argue it's a much harder plug to pull. The players don't feel anywhere near as strongly about their instruction below the manager level. They just don't. So maybe, just maybe, we heard the first little little inkling there that Charrington is at least open to a full and honest self-evaluation and an evaluation of the guys who have bungled both the pitching and the hitting instruction for this team. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today's J1Q comes from Donnie, who asks if I hear that we have to get better one more time. I'm going to scream. How about instead if people associated with the Pirates say that we have to get good? Donnie, the single greatest thing holding this franchise back is precisely what you cite, but as associated with the front office and in turn the field staff. 
There's no urgency. It doesn't come from above. It sure isn't coming from this owner. And it doesn't come from the team president. So from there, it either comes from Charrington or it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. I know there are people who want to see Shelton throw food. I understand that. I've spoken with him about that. I even used that phrase when this came up. And he knows that. He's aware of it. He's heard the Jim Leland stories. He's met Jim Leland. He's gotten to know him. He's seen Clint Hurdle's face turn purple. He knows about Lloyd McClendon uprooting first base, and you'd better believe he knows about being compared to John Russell. He's not any of those people. He's his own manager. He has his own style. I respect that. He also has to follow suit with the model that's set from above. Bear in mind that Shelton, like Russell, by the way, and also like Hurdle, was brought in at a low point for the franchise, kind of the beginning of a rebuild or at least a little bit of the way into a rebuild. And he was told, dude, we need you to keep your cool. You're going to want to have a coronary with some of the baseball that you're going to oversee here for a while, probably for a few years. But nobody benefits if you're blowing up all the time. That was a discussion that was had between Charrington and Shelton back in the hiring process. That was going to be a must for whoever they brought in. They didn't want there to be a whole lot of drama early on. And then, of course, COVID happens and whatever. The point stands. Shelton's been that guy. He's been that good soldier. But there does come a time, presumably a good time for that would be when you get this really nice extension while your team is off to a 20-8 and eight start to say, hey, everybody, meaning including all the people over my head, is, is this it? Is, is it okay to go now? Meaning to really fire off? Didn't do that. He didn't do that. I'm not sure what that says about him as a manager. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's got the same passivity or the same way that you heard me describe Charrington in the opening segment, meaning that he just wants to constantly remove himself from situations emotionally. But but somebody's going to have to. Okay, somebody's going to have to. At this point, I don't care who it is. It's not going to be nutting. Maybe it's Williams, but I don't know. Maybe Charrington just shocks the world, but I don't think so. I do believe it's going to have to come from the manager or way more likely from the players the way it did back in 2012 and 2013 when the leadership of that clubhouse was the one that made the most noise internally 
to make sure that the Pirates were as competitive as possible heading into those playoffs? I appreciate the question. This team is so complicated. (laughs) I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.